Hello, everybody, and welcome to SWAT Radio. I'm David Gray, along with my friend and SWAT brother, uh, Brad Sykes. Doug McCary is away this week, and uh, he is at a shooting school up in Ellijay, Georgia, where he goes occasionally to, he kind of uh, ministers, uh, he teaches shooting, I think, and he also gets some training in for himself. And uh, Brad, I think you know more about it than I do, but didn't he... Uh, didn't he pass some certification that's a pretty big deal? He did. I, know, I don't know the details of that. I haven't been up there, but I know some guys who have, and they said it's so much fun. Although, he, uh, I, I led the uh, SWAT uh, Zoom call last night, and uh, Doug jumped on it. I was going to say, I bet you he got uh, on there. He yeah. did, and uh, it was good to have him on there. He didn't really expound on what uh what was going on in fact i thought he said he may that may be over he may have gone to go see his dad in uh in meridian mississippi okay but uh yeah i think he had a good uh, few days there uh he will be back i think this week although we won't be on the air this week uh but Coming please week, right? tune in yep. we'll be running some past broadcasts but uh and probably <clears throat> uh, probably some guest interviews right yes Is yeah we'll, Doug will yeah, run next week we'll do so. some best ofs and so just take a little break for thanksgiving we'll be back uh the following week which i know you and i both taught this week and uh, it's a great great study it is thankful that uh certainly thankful i got to teach it i, I know you feel the same yeah and uh, we'll be digging into that yeah uh, the week after thanksgiving and some really great passages it's the next you know section of verses there in mark chapter one about jesus uh uh coming into the synagogue and and, and in Capernaum and and casting out a man with an unclean spirit and then kind of the corresponding passage in Luke, uh, but also the the verses in Luke where Jesus is uh, in the synagogue at Nazareth in his hometown and and where he reads the passage from Isaiah, uh, which he says, today this has been fulfilled in your hearing, which is a great passage. And you you and I have talked about this and mentioned the chosen many times on the program uh, if you haven't seen it uh highly recommend and i was looking forward in season three to the way to see how the chosen would handle um that passage where jesus is in the synagogue and quotes isaiah about mm-hmm. himself and and the end of that passage basically says that the 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 people there were going to take him to they took him to the edge of a hill or cliff and we're going to throw him <clears> off <throat> and kill exactly. him because he they considered him a blasphemer, right? right. Uh, but it says he just walked right through them, and of course, the the Luke and others don't really expound much on that. So I always have wondered what what was that like, right? And, and it's it's similar to the passage in when Jesus is about to be arrested in the garden, and there's the mob comes after him, and and, and a thousand Roman soldiers, and they say. You know, somebody says, we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. And he says, I am he. And all the soldiers, they all fall down. Mm. You know, what was that like? Yeah. And, and yeah. I would, I, part of me wishes there was more in the scripture about that, about right. the reaction of the right. people. Or, right. But, but the point, I guess, is just to show Jesus is in control. He is in control. And it's not, and he's deciding 
what's happening, not them. And then he yeah. willingly gave himself up to them. But yeah. but anyway, I, I digress. Well, and I, I think it's interesting, and I'm, I'm always grateful that when we do a study, as, we'll, as we have been doing and will continue to do, and we'll tackle this next week, what David just mentioned, is we're not just looking at Mark chapter 1, verses 21 to 28. That again, that's for the week after Thanksgiving, but we're looking at the parallel passage of that in Luke, Luke chapter four. And I think David, what's so interesting, and it just kind of reveals the heart of man that Luke records, as you just mentioned, the time in Nazareth when Jesus is in Nazareth, and they're amazed, they're astounded. In fact, that that word actually translates. Uh, to what we would call in the Greek, their minds are blown. <laughs> you know, it's just mind-blowing to them that Jesus is teaching with such authority and such powers. And, of course, what do they say? Is not this Joseph's son? <laughs> and, uh, and you know, they're, they're just they're so happy with how he's doing, and yet just a short period of time later, they're wanting to throw him off a cliff. Yep. Then he comes to Capernaum, they're in awe of him, right? <laughs> you know, but how quickly their hearts change, yeah, uh, because it's they're looking for something other than what he's bringing. Mm-hmm. That's right. He's That's bringing right. what will only satisfy their soul. Yeah, and boy, aren't we the same? You know, I, I think also, and I don't again don't want to get ahead too much, but we'll come to the passage in in Mark five. I think it is where Jesus heals the man possessed by many demons in the tombs in the land of the Gerasenes, which you and I have seen from afar yes. on the Lake of the Sea of Galilee. And uh, I always wanted to see that because I, you know, thinking about the pigs rushing down the hill into the sea after Jesus cast the demons into them. But, um, but again, the idea that the locals weren't in awe apparently of what Jesus did to heal this man possessed by all these maybe hundreds or thousands of demons they were more concerned about the pigs right rather than wow what did this person just do and what did he what what is he capable of and what did he do for this man who was possessed they told him to leave yeah because of of their livelihood yeah so anyway incredible by the way doug just uh, sent us a quick update for the week uh monday November 20th, we'll have Mitchell Jackson on. Uh, Mitchell is from Denton, Texas, an interview that was done previously. On Tuesday, we'll have Greg Kokel. We've had Greg on a couple of times, author and trainer. And uh, his book, uh, Tactics, outstanding book. Uh, again, I think he just came out with a new book, um, Trainer. Um, anyway, and then Wednesday, November 22nd, uh, Pastor Ben Sobels from Cypress Community Church in Salinas, California, which uh, Ben Sobels is one of the co-authors of the book, uh, The Kingdom Gospel, yeah. which we spent a lot of time in this summer. And then uh, on Thursday, November 23rd, that is, it, that's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, uh, John Mazel, founder of East West, an interview with John. And then uh, <clears throat> on Friday, the 24th, uh, going to do a, a special edition with uh, – Mrs. Lori McCary, Doug's wife, who is a phenomenal Bible scholar. She is. And so... Uh, and I, I, did, I think I heard the original, I'm pretty sure I heard the original uh, 
interview that Doug did with Lori. And it's a lot of fun yeah, to hear them talking to each yeah. other and telling a little bit of their story. Yeah. So actually, you know, thinking that Doug may be on, maybe tuned in. Uh, I think I mentioned to you that when I was in Texas last week, I uh, I took about I took a few hours, went up north to Plano to visit the Hope Center. And ended up while I was there. East West has a very large office there. And as Greg, as uh, excuse me, as Doug mentioned, uh, John Mazel will be the guest on Thursday, Thanksgiving. And and that, that's uh, John is one of the founders of East West. And I just had a wonderful time at the Hope Center up there, and uh, ran into a guy. And I'm, I'm sitting here looking for his card, and Doug will know who he is because he knew he certainly knew Doug. But um, anyway, I, I think I mentioned to you this Hope Center is you just did. incredible, yeah. just incredible. So yep. anyway, I think his name's Bob, but Doug, Bob told me to tell you hello. So. <laughs> well, shifting <clears throat> gears a little bit, I know you know a lot of times in our first segment we will talk about what's going on in our culture or in the world and look at some of these uh, stories and and talk about maybe how to how we can react to these things as believers and what the Bible has to say. And just came across, just looking briefly, a sad story, right? Uh, And you and I have been there, but uh, the city officials in Bethlehem have decided to take down all, anything to do with Christmas, all Christmas decorations in solidarity with the people, with the Palestinians in Gaza. Are you kidding me? So they've taken down the little, the story I've got here says, you know, just in the little subheading, once a Christian stronghold, Christians are now a minority in the region due to persecution, immigration, and low birth rates. So any any kind of Christmas decoration in Bethlehem mm. has now uh, been taken <clears throat> down. So um, again, d- d- don't be surprised by the trials. Don't be, you know, this is not surprising, you know, given what's going on over there and given that Bethlehem, I, I, I don't, remember exactly but i believe even when we were over there right bethlehem was part of a particular security zone that's mm-hmm. controlled by um uh palestinians right i, yes, I believe I think it is. that's correct yeah. so anyway yeah. uh bethlehem will not have <clears throat> any uh christmas decorations of course that doesn't that doesn't change doesn't doesn't <laughs> stop uh the the celebration no for those who love christ no no, sure. but sure a sign of the times, isn't it? No doubt. No doubt. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's kind of gotten to the point where we're, I'm not really surprised at what's happening in, in the world today. And, uh, you know, we, we were having that conversation. I don't know if you and I were having it yesterday about, uh, you know, all that's going on in the world with these people who are what's gone viral on TikTok. Of course, TikTok, I think, has taken down the the uh <clears throat> letter to america that uh bin laden wrote in 2002 and you, you you realize what these kids and really that's what they are they're kids that are you know like shocked by this letter yeah. and as if that gives you know a reason to crash two planes into a building mm-hmm. and one into the pentagon and yeah. one out into a field somewhere yeah and kill a bunch of people sitting at their desks, you know, at their jobs, drinking their coffee first thing in the morning. Right. That's, a, that's a real uh, brave act, isn't yeah. it? It's just it's incredible. Just incredible. So, hey, on a better, on a little higher note, I was, uh, 
Okay, so I I took a lunch break to go see my grandson. I was one gonna of my grand- I was gonna tell you to read this. Yeah, so one I'm of my grandsons at school, and uh, anyway, he gave me a little gift uh, to take home, and it's a recipe. It's a recipe for Thanksgiving dinner, and Silas is uh, Silas is a five, almost six, I think. Anyway, just thought I'd share it with our with our audience. Um, so the number of servings is 12. I did put on, I did post this on social media and I did put on their warning, do not follow this recipe. But I think <laughs> I, I can appreciate what he's got on here for his Thanksgiving dinner. Number one, he has three turkeys. Uh, we're expecting a big crowd, obviously. 30 potatoes and only get this 400 pumpkin pies uh, three carrots and of course those three car- carrots three carrots and those carrots need seven bags of salt oh my god so here's the directions we're going to take a break here in just a second just let you know <laughs> just let this lift you up directions turn oven to 30 degrees <laughs> that's colder than the fridge <laughs> put, put turkey in oven for 30 seconds uh Smash potatoes with a hammer for two seconds. Oh, my gosh. Add salt to carrots. Put carrots over fire for two minutes. Add salt to potatoes, and you're ready to eat. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And like we said before the we came on, I'm sure that makes perfect sense to him. Don't perfect you know sense. it? Don't you know and it? And you'll, you'll have to do something to let him know that his recipe was used. It was gold. You'll have to fake him out and show him how his... Show them a few of those carrots with a pile of salt on them or something like that. (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, we're going to take our first break on SWAT Radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928. If you have a comment or a question on anything that we've talked about today or in the past several uh, weeks on Mark 14. I'm sorry, Mark 1, 14 to 20. And we'll be right back after the break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. 
more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida Georgia Truth Network. Listen at Orange Park at 91.7. July, all the neighbors look at me like I'm crazy, but I, I got a feeling that I just can't shake, you see, it's lasted 300 Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, glad that you're with us as we close out the week before Thanksgiving here on SWAT Radio. And as Brad uh, reminded earlier, we will be off next week, but Doug will be uh, running some best of SWAT Radio. And Brad, maybe we'll mention those uh, interviews that will be coming up next week. Uh, each day will be a different interview, uh, including, uh, I'm just remembering, uh, Ben Sobels and John Mazel, And at the end of the week, the one and only Lori McCary. So uh, make sure you're tuning in next week. Brad, I know you had something there you wanted to share. Well, and I had mentioned this uh, in the first segment. We were talking about this letter to America that somehow got out on TikTok. You know, it's interesting. We've got uh, Xi Jinping. Over in the, over in San Francisco this week, you know, isn't it interesting that they cleaned up the streets for a dictator to come in? Yep. But they can't clean it up for their citizens. No, that's right. And uh, you know, interesting. China, the Chinese have certainly given us some really good things, haven't they? I mean, not the least of which was COVID and uh, TikTok. I'm not on TikTok personally. No, um, me neither. And, but, and not only giving COVID, but then lying about it. Yeah, and exactly. Covering it up. Exactly. And, we're going to uh, roll out the red carpet yep, for them. That's right. And then, you know, it, one of the things, it was interesting. I didn't realize this till recently that, um, you know, it, it, TikTok over there uh, is used for education. It's teaching these kids math and science and those kind of things. But over here, it's, it's uh, encouraging kids to cut off their their privates mm-hmm. i mean think about that they wouldn't allow that over there but it's full rain here mm-hmm. but yet we can't seem to put a governor on that and it's just <clears throat> yep. anyway it, you know it doesn't in some ways while this letter to america that bin laden wrote in 2002 has gone viral or went viral of course they've taken it down but it didn't you know didn't prevent a lot of young people reading this and just embracing this yeah. idea. And I wanted to share this. This was uh, I oftentimes uh, will share posts that my wife writes. She's a she's an excellent writer. She is. She wrote this. You are probably fami- familiar with the quote that says, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. This isn't going to be a popular opinion, but that is rubbish or at the very least, way too often quoted as an excuse for our silence, Mm. as if remaining quiet in the face of evil is somehow heroic or godly. I've certainly been guilty of buying into this and even posting the quote, but I underestimated the darkness. Look at our world. It is on fire. 
Evil advances and many nice people remain quiet, nice and quiet, and the darkness continues to creep. Mm -hmm. Remember, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places, Ephesians 6.12. I know you know the verse, but please don't don't casually skip over it. Wrestle. This present darkness, spiritual forces of evil, wrestling is active. And frankly, we have become too passive. Men are afraid of being labeled toxic. And women, well, you know the list of words. Ephesians 5.11 tells us, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. We are told to expose the works of darkness precisely ten verses after we are told to walk in love. So walking in love and exposing the darkness are not mutually exclusive activities. They go hand in hand. Exposing the darkness isn't a call to gossip. It is a call to bring the darkness into the light. To do that, you will have to speak, not just be nice. Nice is good, but you can be as nice as nice can be, and when you expose the darkness... Suddenly, you don't seem so nice anymore, no matter how kind your tone is. What is loving about exposing what is loving about exposing the darkness? You might ask. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom whom they have not never heard? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Romans ten one 14 and 17 take a look around then use words it is necessary that's really good yeah and and i do agree that i've been taken in by that quote about the gospel you know and you know preach the gospel and when necessary use words right i, I think i think vicky's exactly right i think we have to open our mouths there, there's just no doubt i know there's uh i, sh- I shared this earlier and I'll, I'll just read it real quick. And I think it's something that, uh, you know, most of us are somewhat familiar with this quote. It says, let not, let not anyone pacify his conscience by the delusion that he can do no harm if he takes no part and forms no opinion. Bad men need nothing more to compass their ends than the good men then that good man should look on and do nothing. Mm-hmm. He is not a good man who, without a protest, allows wrong to be committed in his name and with the means which he helps to supply because he will not trouble himself to use his mind on the subject. Yeah. John Stuart Mill. Mm. And, you know, exposing the darkness, it, it's just... Really, it's just a matter of speaking God's truth. Yeah, I I had an example. I'm going to share this, and I this is not in any way, shape, or form to you know pat myself on the back. I hope it doesn't come across like that. This is God. This is God's doing. But, but we were at you know my wife's mom has been had some problems and injuries, and long story short, my wife was out there for a couple months over the summer until I got there late in September and um, so my wife has, my mom my mother-in-law has a, a someone who comes in and he's with the senior center or with some organization there in the town and 
he comes in, he's a volunteer and, and he helps out and he brings her some things and goes to the store once in a while. A very nice guy. Well, somehow he comes in and we get talking. It's the first time I've met him. And he starts talking about being involved with the prison ministry, Kairos, which is a, which is actually a great ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'll, I'll condense this, but, uh, so I'm thinking, great, maybe this, maybe this guy's a believer and, and, you know, we have something in common and he can be an influence on my mother-in-law who's not a believer. And well, he starts talking and within about 30 seconds, I know he's not. Yeah. And he says something along the lines of, well, what I've come to realize is there's really no right and wrong. And this conversation's happening in front of my mother-in-law who we've tried to mm. witness to. And he says, I, I've come to realize there's, there's no right and wrong. And, um, you know, we just have to accept people where they're at and, and the best thing we can do is help and be loving. And, and he mentioned Jesus being about love. He was all about love. And and they confuse, <clears throat> to your point, not confronting or not correcting that, that you don't do that because that's not loving. Mm-hmm. And, of course, so I'm sitting there and I'm having the, all right, what am I going to say here? But I'm saying, right. I, I cannot let this go, <clears throat> right. not only for his sake and my mother-in-law's sake. Sure. And so I just, you know, I just said, well, I should have said, have you ever heard of the Ten Commandments? If there's no right and wrong, I should have said that. But I said, well, the Bible sure teaches that there's right and wrong. I said, and and then and then we got going from there, and we shouldn't judge people, he's saying, and this and that. And I, and I said, well, what that means is we shouldn't judge hypocritically. You know, we should judge issues, and we and God will certainly judge. And anyway. We got into it. It wound up being a pretty good conversation. I don't think he, I don't think it swayed him where he necessarily mm. believed anything. But I thought about that afterwards, and Kelly and I talked about it. And it, it, it's really what Vicky's talking about there. It wasn't some big fight to the death. It wasn't. It wasn't a you know knockdown drag out. But it was a right. conversation, right. and it was speaking the truth, and that's loving because if I. If I just let him go thinking what he's thinking and my mother-in-law thinking that, and my mother-in-law said something like, well, I'm just so proud of both of you because you're doing good things. And when you get to heaven, God's going to be impressed. She actually said that. Wow. Well, of course, that was another softball, you know, to uh, to respond to. But, but I think we're in those situations sometimes and we think, oh, I just don't want to start anything we don't talk about yeah. politics and religion with family. I don't want to start anything. I don't want to be argumentative. I'm just going to let it go. But that's not loving. It really isn't. I've always appreciated how Doug has uh, kind of approached this. Uh, you know, the, the the story of a of a, a bridge. You know, in the middle of the night, you come up on a bridge that has caved in. It's literally fallen. You get out of your car. You stand in the road, and you're you're basically stopping the people who are headed for disaster mm. is that that's loving yeah okay it's not loving if you just go yeah go on you know yeah go, go straight to your yep. end that's right i think about you and i both have grandkids as does doug i live on a street it's got 14 homes on the street and it seems like since covid uh amazon fedex and ups are down my street mm-hmm. 20 times a day right yeah. And sometimes they go a little too fast, yeah. and it's a dead-end street. And, uh, you know, it seems like once a week I'm out there in the street saying, would you stop 
would you slow down Mm -hmm. and the reason why is because i love my grandkids who come over right and you know the fact of the matter is i love those grandkids but the minute they start running out into the street, I yell at them. Mm, I mean, sure. I yell at them because yeah. there's a sense of urgency yeah, to that. And absolutely. I, you know, it's not, would it, you know, I think maybe a good response to people is to ask them, do you have children? Do you have yeah. grandchildren? Yeah. What If they run out into the street when their traffic's going, are you going to stop them? Yeah. Because it would, in your, in your scenario, your world, that would be unloving. Yeah. That's right. And there's this sense of, though, it's with so many people that they're not heading for disaster. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah, yeah. That sense that they're not heading for disaster and everything's fine. Peace and safety, right? Yeah, yeah. It says people will be saying before Jesus comes back. So yeah. mm. anyway, we're going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour for the news. Uh, give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question. And we'll be right back on SWAT Radio. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. As the Israel-Hamas war continues to unfold, about 1,000 Palestinian Christians in northern Gaza are reportedly in extreme danger. They're sheltered inside three churches but face possible attack by Hamas fighters. Joel Rosenberg, founder of Jerusalem's All Israel News, is calling on Israeli leaders to expedite evacuation of these endangered Christians. This is a grave situation. What I'm asking for is for all thousand Palestinian Christians in those three churches to be evacuated by the Israeli military and brought to the West Bank. Admittedly, most of them want to move someplace else, but right now we just have to get them out of harm's way and not to the south where I think they will in fact face genocide. Rosenberg is urging that evangelical Christians worldwide pray for safe passage for these Palestinian Christians so They do not become the latest casualties of the ongoing fighting. Also at SRNews.com, three of the top four Republican presidential candidates will appear at a Christian-sponsored event in Iowa later today. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton with that report. It's called the Thanksgiving Family Forum, and it's sponsored by The Family Leader, an influential Christian organization. Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and Vivek Ramaswamy will participate in this afternoon's Des Moines, Iowa event. It's billed as a friendly and open discussion about the issues most important to evangelical Christians. Donald Trump was invited, but is not expected to attend. Greg Clugston, Washington. Members of the United Auto Workers Union at Ford have ratified a new contract with Detroit automakers. And UAW members at Stellantis are reportedly close to a new contract also. General Motors has already ratified the contracts. Stocks have moved higher now. The Dow is ahead 17 points and the NASDAQ up 26. This is SRN News. If you could impact the world for Christ right now, would you? Hi, it's Roger with The Truth Radio, and I know you would. That's why we're joining with the Bible League International to send Bibles to 1,200 waiting Christians in places like Asia, Africa, and the Middle East. The Christians we're supporting right now live remotely where Christian bookstores don't exist. Many live under corrupt governments and among religions like radical Islam that seek to harm them. Others are among a small number of believers in their villages, and they wonder if Christians elsewhere even know or care about their need. These members of our spiritual family may be under-resourced, but they're filled with joy and ready to share Christ with others. $5 sends a Bible, $60 sends 12 Bibles, 
Become a Bible sender by calling 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-Y-E-S-W-O-R-D. Or by giving at ilovethetruth.com. There's major delays because of a crash on I-95 southbound at Airport Road blocking two right lanes. Also, there's an accident in St. Johns County on I-95 southbound near the World Golf Village exit. And there's congestion I-95 northbound near University Boulevard. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 65. Saturday, partly sunny, high 76. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, David Gray and Brad Sykes. And as we've said many times this week, I hate to interrupt mm. that carol. That's a beautiful the, song. You know, that is a it is such a good song. Uh, that is the pentatonics. Mary, did you know? L- listen to a couple of these lyrics here. Uh, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mm. Uh, Mary, did you know... Uh, that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters. Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? <laughs> mm. Oh, man, this child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Uh, it goes on, Mary, did you know <clears throat> uh, your baby boy will give sight to a blind man uh, and will calm the storm with his hand, uh, has walked where angels trod, I love this. When you kiss your little baby, you kiss the mm. face of God. How powerful is that? It reminds me, those lyrics, too, remind me of the passages in, in Scripture of of David recognizing that his descendant, his son, mm. would be his Lord. You know, the Lord said to my Lord, right? Yeah. Um, that, that, but with Mary, that much closer, you know, his own yeah. mother, you know, um, at what point, you know, you wonder, did she kind of understand it all? You know, that's a... Yeah, I mean, I, wow. I mean, I think this is why we, I, you and I, Doug, we, you know, a lot of the SWAT guys, we love to get into the Word. Mm. And I was sharing this yesterday when I taught Wednesday and last night. Uh, we always do the Shema at the beginning. And uh, I had us go back and read... Uh, the remainder of the Shema that we don't recite, which is verses six through nine. I said, you know, so so often we we sing songs, we sing Christmas carols, we sing a lot of stuff, we recite catechisms. They're all great, but take the time to let that mm. just sink in. Yeah. What's what's really being said? And so, yep. as we'll do today, we'll look at the text that we've been in all week. I'm looking forward. This is my this is my highlight of the week right here. Yeah. Well, we've been in this text for several weeks, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, we have. Yeah, and yes. uh, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up today. We're going to read it now and uh, then kind of look at it from the standpoint of uh, the questions that we sometimes use on Fridays, you know, what, what jumps out at us from the text and 
and uh, what does it teach us about God, about man, and uh, what what can we do about it? What how can we be different because we've been studying this text? So, let me read it. Uh, John, Mark, sorry, Mark, uh, chapter one, verses fourteen to twenty. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, "The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel." Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. May God bless the reading of his word. Hmm. So what jumps out at you there? There's <laughs> a lot, and we've talked about a lot over the last few weeks, and, and the teaching, you know, Doug's notes and teaching on this have been great, and so I'll, I'll let you start. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, boy, I'm torn as to what, you know, there's so much that jumps off. Of, and again, this gets back to the point that, don't, I don't want to. I don't want to squirrel here and get off track. But you think about when you read the text, when you read the Bible in the morning and the evening, whenever you do that. Uh, I think there's, and maybe it's just I'm not as sharp as I should be. I have to read it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Well, we've probably read this ten times just this week and over the last couple of weeks, and so it seems like every time you go through it, there's something new that that kind of stands out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep, I don't know, I, I just, I keep going back to this idea that Jesus says to them, follow me, and I'm going to make you fishers of men. And uh, I think so oftentimes, at least for me, and maybe this is the uh, American uh, culture speaking here, that we're, we're so much about, uh, you know, Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, get a good education, get a good job. You know, it's so much built on what you're able to accomplish, mm-hmm. your accomplishments, uh, your education, your contacts, your for, you, you know, your net worth, you, all the things that you think are are almost like a tool or a leverage to to build your life on. What Jesus is wanting is for these men and what he wants for us is to be fishers of men Mm. he wants us to have a heart for those who are lost you know they've got that they have been trained to fish their whole life and uh and here he speaks their language you know and it just it's such a beautiful idea that clearly somebody had taught them how to fish in the sea of galilee and jesus is saying Hey, come follow me. I'm going to show you a new way of fishing. Mm, yeah, and uh, you know, it's it's he's going to do it. Yep. At, but the the connection is we have to follow him. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, and I think along the lines of what you're saying there, the, just the the bigger story, right? That he has to do it, but he takes us along with him. Yeah. After you know we become his, so we, we this this has been a big part of what jumps out at me this week but this idea that that the gospel is so much bigger than maybe what i 
have realized in the past. Mm-hmm. And the way that I've presented mm-hmm. it, and, and you've said this and Doug has said it, maybe has been a little incomplete. Not intentionally, but but that that Jesus came, lived a perfect life, died as a perfect sacrifice, and was raised to show that A, he was who he said he was, that he is the Messiah, he is the Son of God, and B, to show that God accepted his perfect sacrifice on our behalf. Yeah. So that by faith, through God's grace and by faith, our sins are forgiven, Jesus' righteousness is imputed to us, and I used to kind of think that was it. That's the gospel, mm-hmm. right? But in this teaching, and this passage, and, and from this summer when we read the discipleship gospel, right. We know now that it it is bigger than that. All of that that I just described is a huge part of the gospel, and it's necessary, but it's not the end. It's necessary for us to be forgiven and to be righteous in God's sight so that we can become fishers of men, so that we can move into the kingdom and serve and do works that he prepared in advance for Mm -hmm. us to do. And that's the complete or a more complete picture of the gospel. I'll never think about the passage from, you'll know it, where it is, Matthew, right? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you, right? So all the things you were talking about, about getting a good education, getting a good job, making money, all those things— those are not to be our priority. We're supposed right. to seek first mm-hmm. the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Now we have a better understanding of the kingdom from this passage and 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 the righteousness of God. Yeah. And that that's the much bigger aspect of the gospel and that he's, like you said, getting back to what you said about making us fishers of men. He does it, but because he's made us his own through his death and resurrection— he takes us along for that ride. Well, exactly. And how often do we, and I'm just going to say even for me, I'm sure you have at times as well, um, have you said, you know, I just want to be where God wants me to be. I I just want to, I want to fulfill the purposes he has for my life. And we start kind of mincing up what that might look like. Well, the reality is, we're not going to be what he wants us to be if we aren't first following him. Mm-hmm, right. In other words, man, I just I want God to bless my life. Oh, but I I, I don't want to follow him. You know, he's only going to make you a fisher of men when you follow him. And I think about, you know, is that true of us? I mean, if if we're going to be in the center of God's will, if we're going to be fulfilling what God has called us to do, it number one, as you said, it's gonna it's gonna require pursuing Him, mm. following Him, and uh, you know in our culture we we don't like the idea of, of following somebody. We we want to be our own man, right? But we still want the benefits. We talked this exactly. week about the benefits of following Jesus. We and you brought this up really. We we want the benefits. We want things to be. We want God to bless us, but we don't necessarily want to follow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, you think of a sports analogy, it's like an athlete, you know, saying I I want to win championships, you know, mm-hmm. I want to make a lot of money. 
Yeah. I want to be a good teammate, but I don't want to buy into what the coach is saying, and I don't want to follow the coach. Yeah. Right. right. How's that going to work yeah, out? Exactly. Uh, Doug uses the analogy of being in the Marines. You know, you don't get to wear what you want to wear. Yeah. <laughs> There's right. your uniform. Right. 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 Jesus didn't do, and God didn't plan this out for us to just do whatever we want, or else Jesus died for nothing. We were saying that earlier. Amen. So. Anyway, we're going to take our last break of the week uh, on SWAT Radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 for a comment or a question, and we'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Waycross at 91.3. Said the night went to the little land. Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky. SWAT Radio, David Gray and Brad Sykes. Happy to be with you and happy you are with us listening. Uh, that's another great, great mm. song. And Classic. again, we talked earlier, it just makes me a little sad talking earlier that the city of Bethlehem has decided to take down all Christmas decorations. And, uh, and I think about, you know, we've talked about this before. One of the great thrills of my life was going to Israel with Doug and we stood in a field right there outside of Bethlehem known yeah. as the shepherd's field. Yeah. And, and if it wasn't the exact field that where the shepherds were, it was within a short distance. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, and absolutely. you realize how close Bethlehem is to to Jerusalem. And you're just standing there and thinking, you know, the angels lit up the heavens, if you will. Yeah. And yet only the shepherds. Yeah heard them we did you, did you guys sing in the caves yes yeah we sang hark we the herald sang, angels yes, sing in the cave and probably a, a cave very similar to the one we were in is mm. what jesus was born in and so um 
But as you said, the fact that decorations, it's, it's a good example though, again, of the darkness that we're talking about. And it's a good example of Romans one about suppressing the truth and unrighteousness, mm-hmm. right? It's a, yeah. this whole idea yeah. of anything to suppress the truth. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, we're back to our, our passage here in Mark 14 to 20. And we were just talking kind of about what jumps out at us. And Brad was mentioning, you know, the, 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 the whole concept here of Jesus telling the disciples he's going to make them fishers of men and that he has to do that, but we have to follow for that to happen. And then this idea that um, this is such a gospel passage. We know it's a gospel passage because it says Jesus was proclaiming the gospel and um, about the gospel being much bigger, while our salvation, of course, is huge and so important. It's, it's, it was accomplished for a purpose, mm. and that purpose was to be ruled and reigned over in God's kingdom and be servants in God's kingdom, not to just be saved and then go do whatever we want to do. And so, so Brad, our next question that we usually talk about uh, on Fridays when we look at the text is, you know, what can we learn about God and what can we learn about us, you know, from, from this passage? Your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. I know that's a uh, heavy... Of course, mine kind of went hand in hand with this is that while god is the creator of all things uh you know we we i was telling the guys last night on the zoom call i recently had some big big probably 100 year old plus uh oak trees cut out of my backyard and i'm i'm doing this zoom call the room's kind of dark and i'm looking out the window used to be a tree i'd look up into and now i can look up and i can see the stars outside and you think about the fact God spoke that into existence. Yeah. He he created that. Yep. And yet he created you and me and he wants to create this this kind of heart for lost people. Mm. You know, there's a lot in this text even though it's just a short little passage, you know, talking about the kingdom of God uh is has been fulfilled um but to me, just what captures me is this, uh, it's Jesus calling his first disciples, and the number one priority for him is to send them out uh, to, to, uh, to yeah. be fishers of men. Yeah. And it makes you wonder, for, for us, you know, when it comes to, and so what, I, what, it's, what it says to me about God is, listen, if God can create the stars in the sky he can create in me a heart mm-hmm. that has a, a desire and a compassion for lost people. Yeah, yep. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, what happens to these guys when he calls them? They drop their nets and make that the priority. Yeah. That now has become the priority. And look, in the time since then, what has happened with the uh, growth of the, the believing church yeah, yeah. in the world. Yeah. What happened from these few guys, and it showed to the you know, to the point of what God can do, and 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 that and to me what He always planned to do. Yeah. Right. This idea that it says um, in verse fourteen and then fifteen, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God, the euangelion of God, as we've talked about many times, and saying the time is fulfilled. So even with that, and Doug explained, you know, the time is fulfilled. The word used is chronos, right? Or is it chronos? Is <laughs> yes, that right? Yeah. Not 
Um, no, sorry, not Kronos, it's Kairos. Kairos. Is that right? I think I have that right. But anyway, it's this idea. It's not necessarily the time like a calendar or a watch like mm-hmm. we would think of, but it's an event. It's an event that God planned before the beginning of time, yeah. and now the time has come for this event to take place in history, right? Just like we talk about the Bible refers to any time after Jesus death, resurrection, and ascension as the last days mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the next big event, if you will, on God's calendar yeah. is is Jesus' return. Now, there's a lot going on between you know the time Jesus came the first time and left and the time he's coming back. So it's not to say that nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. God has plans. But the next big eschatological event, my friend uses a term, uh, big boy theological terms, he says, I guess that's one. An eschatological event is Jesus coming back. So that God, everything is planned out by God. Yeah. God has planned yeah. this out, and he's done it for his glory and our benefit, the yeah. benefit of yeah. those whom he has elected and chosen as his family. And this idea that, and then to your point, Jesus calls the disciples and says, I'll make you fishers of men. That's <clears throat> that that he was the grace and the graciousness and the love of God to do these things for us when we deserve the exact opposite. Yeah. Is I I, I take it for granted too often, but when we have conversations like this or when I read it and learn about it, then sometimes it it really hits me about what he did here. Yeah. The you know the graciousness and the love of God to do these things to plan to send his only son into the world even before we come to the death and the suffering and the torture of Jesus. Right. Think about the humiliation of Jesus to leave heaven mm. and come to earth as a man. Yeah. Among those that he created. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's a great hymn. We, it doesn't get sung much anymore, I don't think, at Christmas, but there's a great hymn. Um, Thou who was rich beyond all splendor, all for love's sake, becamest poor. Thrones for a manger did surrender. Sapphire paved courts for stable floor. And, you know, think about that. that and that doesn't begin to, you know, to, uh, to describe it. But uh, we have a we have a guest caller. Oh, do we? Yeah, I think it's. I think sometimes he announces himself like as Frank from Callahan, <laughs> but I think it's Doug uh, from SWAT Radio. Oh, my goodness. Frank, Fred, Doug, how are you guys, man? <clears throat> Very good. What's up, brother? Hey, I just wanted to call before we went off the air this week because we're not going to be live next week. We're doing some best ofs, and I wanted to thank. You guys, I'm very thankful for y'all, for both of you, for Brian, Andrew, Craig Henderson, and Ronnie, all the guys that step in. But you two carry the the bulk of it, and I really appreciate all the the help you guys give to make SWAT Radio possible. And I wanted to thank our listeners. I'm thankful for them, the people, you know, um, up in Virginia, Mississippi, and, and Jacksonville, St. Augustine, and through the James Grimm, thankful for James mm, and amen. Roger yep. and uh, AJ and Jeremy and Jonathan, all the people, Larry, 
everybody that makes it possible, just so thankful to be able to put it out there. And um, just it just really is great to be driving down the road listening to you guys and just hear how God's using you and uh, using it all. So, so thankful. So I just wanted to say that before we, you guys went off the air today. Just thank you for all you do, and I'm thankful to God for you. So. Well, we appreciate you, Doug. Love you, and uh, hey, listen, we're always grateful to that you get that you trust us to to get behind the mics and uh, help shepherd with you. I uh, you guys do a great job. You probably didn't hear yesterday. I I I went a little too long on a Seinfeld bit, so I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hear it in the replay. You'll hear an email from me. Where Where are you, Doug? Are you heading to see your dad? Yeah, I'm actually just passed through Birmingham and headed over to see my dad in Meridian. And I'll, I'll be visiting WMER and WMOX, saying hi to those guys and um, appreciate them broadcasting us. And, you know, it was a great week up there for me uh, doing what I do. It's, it, it's great to be out in the world. It's all I'll say, just to be out among mm-hmm. people, yeah. being a light. Uh, wore SWAT shirts every day, broadcasting, you know, the five core values on the back <laughs> every day as I was out there doing the stuff I was doing. And uh, it was a great, just a great week, yeah. a great week to be a witness for Jesus. So. Were, were they were they calling you preacher? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing like getting a text saying, hey, preacher, you want to come have a beer with us? <laughs> <laughs> love it love it well that means they're so, interested so you guys yeah you guys will love this so i show up uh and i say, well i'm not gonna have a beer but i've got about some devotionals i'd love to give you guys <laughs> so, so i gave them devotionals and it was good they loved it it good. was great it was good. really a great week yeah so that's thank great. y'all for praying oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah look forward to seeing you back buddy yep <clears throat> yep well y'all have a good one and have a happy Thanksgiving, David and Brad. Love you guys. Love, Love you, you too. You you as well. We're Love you. we're gonna wrap up here. Thanks, Doug. Well, that was not Frank from Callahan. That was Doug from <laughs> SWAT Radio. And uh, appreciate the the kind words. And uh, you and I, but like you said, we we both appreciate the opportunity to do this. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you know, just as we kind of go out for the week and go out for uh, for the next couple of weeks. And again, we'll be playing some replays next week, but. I love this quote by Spurgeon just in light of uh, Thanksgiving. He says, There should be a parallel between our supplications and our thanksgivings. We ought not to leap in prayer and limp in praise. Mm. So we have a lot to be thankful for, not the least of which is the gospel of Jesus. That's right. Amen. Thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Have a great week next week, and we will be back a week from Monday on SWAT Radio.